welcome to Season 3 of Hints for Healing, a podcast where we discuss multidisciplinary work that contributes to the healing of children and young people with refugee experience. I want to acknowledge that this season has been recorded on Aboriginal land. I'm recording on the land of the Ghana people, and I pay my respects to the traditional custodians of this land, to their ancestors, their elders, past, present and emerging. I also acknowledge the injustice they've experienced and continue to experience, and I recognise their resilience and contributions in the face of this. I'm Nicole Lur, a School Liaison Officer on the School Liaison Team at STARTS, which is the New South Wales-based service for the treatment and rehabilitation of torture and trauma survivors. In this season, we explore four types of racism, structural, institutional, interpersonal and personal racism, as well as anti-racism initiatives through interviews with four guests covering each of these topics. Today, my colleague and fellow school liaison officer, Rafik Tanios, summarises these four forms of racism. There's an accepted paradigm for discussing racism across society and particularly in the work we do, um, working with young people and children in schools across issues of recovery from trauma and inclusion. So the four areas that are used to understand and break down racism, um, they're structural, institutional, interpersonal and personal. When we're talking about structural racism, what we're really talking about there is the forces or the historical events from the past that have shaped the present. So when we're talking about structural racism, we're talking about practices of colonization from the past. Colonization, of course, is the process by which a group of um, a community takes control of another community's resources and sometimes control of their own bodily choices and agency. And, and so people are in a, a relationship of subordination and subjugation to, uh, I guess, let's say a foreign community, a community they don't have connections with or relationships with. Um, so colonization was uh, something that really shaped the present. Um, it had a significant impact on resources and on people's perceptions of themselves and of their own worth and of their community's worth and of their historical worth. Structural racism is also about ways we talk about people, uh, ways we write about people. So it's a, it's a whole set of knowledge that exists about people. So if we think about psychological knowledge, a lot of psychological knowledge was shaped by those historical forces of racism that construct a group of people in an inferior relationship to another group of people based on perceived or, or conceived of differences. So structural racism is what comes from the past that shaped the present and it's forces beyond our control, things we had no control over. We didn't create it, we've just inherited in it. We live in that environment that's shaped by the past and those forces by the past. So that's the first level of, uh, I guess, 
um, what when we talk about racism and we talk about what we've inherited from the past, that term racism is about talking about those forces that have created a, a way of talking about people, thinking about people, writing about people and treating people differently based on perceived differences. When we're talking about institutional racism, we're talking now about how institutions themselves, those um, structures in our society, reproduce those historical elements in the way they engage um, with groups of people. So, because the past affects, not that we're trapped by the past, but the past affects nearly everything we do. Yeah. We, we think from things we've inherited, we're born into a situation, we've received, we didn't create those ideas, those ideas are uh, ideas we're socialised into and that permeate our ways of thinking, of talking, of being, of knowing about ourselves and about other people. And institutions are within that within that context as well. The way they do things is um, shaped by those structural forces from the past. So institutions um, play out or practice those events, those relationships that we've inherited from the past. So things like hospitals, schools, government agencies, let's say things like child protection, all of those um, institutions, their practices, in some ways, um, are reproducing some of those elements from the past in the way that, let's say, clients are talked about, or clients are treated, or clients are managed, or clients are represented, or clients are written about. So, and also you've got to remember that these relationships of subordination make some groups visible or some groups invisible. So the institutions have people in them, and of course they're going to practice based on the people who write policies, the people who engage in them, and whatever worldviews they have. So we have that sort of um, presence of racism from the past, historically, in the way we talk about people, but also in the present in our institutions, how they work. It may not be very clear, but in practice, we can identify how that works. Yeah. So for example, um, you know, just a systemic one that we can think of is how maybe um, Aboriginal people receive health care in certain places in the country, um, that often that care may not be still an issue of contention because that care is not designed to meet their needs or um, overlooks their needs or sometimes uh, impacts on them in a way that's, um, that can be harmful. Um, then the next layer of racism that we often talk about is interpersonal racism. So now we're talking about the rubbing of shoulders of different communities with each other. So how people engage with each other is based on um, the environment they're born into, the ideas they've been socialised into, the ways of talking and thinking and looking at other people. And all of that in, it affects unconsciously the way they interact. And so there are levels of unconscious practice that are affected by, of course, racism. And then there's the level of conscious practice where, you know, let's say, for example, uh, you've always been told that a group of people is, um, you know, a bad group of people, that you should be wary of them, that they're, that they're uh, um, different in some way. And so you get this othering happening where the way I might, because of my family history, I might look at a group of people in a way that's negative or judgmental or inferior. And so we're talking about that interaction between people in a community that's affected by racism. And there are many levels at that level. We can have, you know, the outright powerful group being racist towards a less powerful group or less powerful groups being, let's say, racist or expressing lateral violence towards each other. And lateral violence is that internalised racism that people begin to express toward other groups uh, that um, are also impacted by racism from a more dominant group because of historical relationships from the past. Uh, and finally, when we're talking about racism, we're talking about 
personal racism. And, and at this level, we're talking about the impact of racism on myself as an individual. So maybe we're talking about what that's done to shape me as a person through the milestones of childhood development. Um, and of course, that's going to be different to someone who comes in from another environment as a migrant, as an adult migrant and experiences racism. The, the children who grow up in a, an Australian context experience a uniquely Australian experience of discrimination, prejudice, racism, marginalization. However, migrant groups who come into Australia as adults will experience a different flavor of that to their own um, communities who have children or maybe to their own children. So uh, the personal racism is individual. It's it's different for different, different demographics, but it's also very unique and it, it interacts with, I guess, our own development and security as human beings, because racism can really only have a hold on us uh, in, at the psychological level interpersonally if our protective factors aren't developed or um, or we're not supported uh, when we experience it. Um, so they're the, 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 when we're talking about racism, we're talking about the structural, institutional, interpersonal and personal racism.